Hi everybody, I'm Jordan Ostroff with Legalese Marketing and this is Exhibit A Attorneys where we interview attorneys and other experts around now the world as of our last two episodes to help us uh, learn what it takes to be the Exhibit A of a successful attorney. Today's guest, Filippo Piras, comes to us from Copenhagen, Denmark. He's with the company Shield. Uh, if you're on LinkedIn, if you're interested in growing LinkedIn, you have to have heard of them, but I will let him take away with the real intro here. So thanks for joining us today. Well, th thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Jordan. Uh, so th thanks for you know inviting me here. It's uh, really nice to, of course, to talk to you and uh, also to to learn more about uh, you know uh, legal uh, companies as well. I mean, um, this is kind of a new thing for me actually to talk about uh, a legal and personal branding. You know, um, from what we saw here at, at Shield, uh, like uh, legal companies lawyers or legal tech are really uh, you know um using more and more linkedin you know for marketing and personal branding and so yeah so tell us a little bit about the shield app i mean that's basically designed to help create that brand through linkedin right correct correct so to put it really simple right so uh, i'm gonna avoid you know jargon and complex words uh, shield is a linkedin analytics uh, tool uh, to measure the impact of your organic content on LinkedIn. So let's say every time you uh, post uh, a text, uh, a video, a poll on LinkedIn, with Shield, you're able to measure, you know, how many views, likes, comments, shares, and you're able to measure uh, all these aggregated content stats across, you know, multiple months, across custom date periods, and also across multiple uh, people in your team. So it's a solution for both, you know, uh, individual users who want to uh, develop a personal brand on LinkedIn and also for teams who want to, uh, you know, monitor uh, how uh, their campaigns are performing on LinkedIn. And what is your actual title at Shield? Because I know it's really interesting the way that you all have it set up. Yes. So my title is actually growth. Um, so I'm basically, you know, this working as a hybrid between sales and marketing um, to make sure, you know, um, we kind of grow our revenues month over month. So that's basically what I do. I'm, I'm a revenue operator. If I can, uh, I don't want to, you know, I just want to, I don't want to uh, use one of those uh, uh, super uh, long LinkedIn title. I think that's what I do. I just like uh, work uh, between sales and marketing to make sure, you know, uh, we're getting the right uh, people on the platform. Well, and it, it's interesting because I think that that position sounds so simple, but like nobody's doing it. And really like you end up having marketing pushing what they think makes sense. You have sales talking about what clients actually care about, but you don't always have that bridge, which can be, I mean, a, you know, a million dollar piece of information going back and forth. It's true. It's true. Uh, it's interesting because a lot of times, you know, people just perceive like sales and marketing as like two completely different uh, words. And uh, in my opinion, you know, it's like they're really similar. They're like way more similar than uh, people uh, expect, right? It's just about kind of coordinating and working closely uh, with each other, right? So for me, uh, I just, I, especially also like, you know, we have this perception of the marketing as sales roles at Shield that is like, okay, uh they're actually really similar right and 
um, they shouldn't be treated as separate entities, but they should just like coordinate together. So uh, I talked to you know the marketing team uh, like once every two days, and uh, we kind of align and coordinate all our activities together. And I think also that's why my position and works pretty good. That's because I, I really communicate a lot with the marketing team. So, and it's great. So today we're going to talk about the top seven tips on becoming visible online. But before we dive into that, um, once we're done with this episode, if anybody wants to watch our last episode that aired last Thursday, where we had Rebecca Bonington on, uh, also our first international guest, now you being our second international guest, we talked about building a world-class law firm and went through you know, revenue and top value and a number of tips and tricks you can put together to do that. So, but that being said, um, before we dive into this, I think it's, honestly, it's one of those things where like, I think Shield has to have somebody like you because the entire program is designed to take like where the engagement is and then trying to link that to sales, to link that to content marketing, to link that back. And so it's, it makes total sense that they have you in that role, which I think is great. Um, can you give us sort of that overview of, you know, what are the seven tips and then let's start diving deep into them? Of course, of course. So um, I think we, we can provide a lot of tips, right? Or so now you can uh, um, um, establish an online presence on LinkedIn. So I'm going to just provide some tips that are easy to implement. Because, okay. I mean, also, I, you know, I have to be honest, I started posting on LinkedIn 11 months ago. So I'm actually, you know, learning by doing all the time. And the thing is that I would say the first tip is just like start posting. You know, just like, and this might sound obvious, but you know, like a lot of people might have this writer's block on social media that can prevent them for, from a, a lot of opportunities, especially on LinkedIn. So especially, you know, for lawyers or for people working in legal uh, who are knowledge workers, right? You are knowledge workers. I will start from that. So as a knowledge workers, why not sharing your knowledge on social media? So, and your your actually reputation, your uh, personal branding is kind of, is super important on this sense because by your knowledge, you can establish yourself as a um, top of mind professional. So first tip is like, just start posting content. The second and tip. Hold on, I want to jump in before you go to that one. And I yeah. think that makes so much sense because I always hear the pushback of like, well, if I share everything, people will do it themselves. And I'm always like, yeah, they might, but the ones who do that are totally not the people you want to work with. Like if somebody's going to watch your YouTube video or read one post on LinkedIn and think that they can be the lawyer on their own case, they're going to be horrendous as a client to have. So I'm with you. Start posting. Love it. Start, start posting. And um, it doesn't have to be perfect, right? Uh, I mean, the first posts are going to go, you know, probably really bad. There's just... And you need to to stand uh, underperforming post for maybe one month. Like my first post was just getting nothing, but like literally nothing. So I think the first the first tip is just like start posting, and you need to tolerate some failures, especially in the first period. Second tip is to actually uh, have a clear content strategy in mind. So what what does it mean? So in order to establish an online presence, it's online presence, it's critical to have some content pillars. So those three, four topics you want to be known for. 
So these three, four topics, content pillars, are going to uh, build your content strategy. So, of course, you're not going to, you know, sit on the chair and, uh, you know, just stare at a piece of paper and say, okay, today I'm not going to, I don't know what I'm going to post about. So just have, you know, you, you want to share what you want to be known for. You want to share your best practices. Uh, you want to share something that can, um, you know, can support other people in their day-to-day -day life. So usually a personal brand should never be about you, but should be how you support other people through your content. So I love that. And that's why I tell everybody, like, I have the easiest job because I, I own a law firm. I used, I, I guess I still am a lawyer, but I used to be a lawyer and now I market the lawyers. So basically I always try to share the stuff that I wish I knew sooner. So I'm trying to talk to that, you know, that law firm owner about growing their place with marketing, hiring the right people, being a better leader. You know, those are the things that I'm really trying to hammer having been through those. And so it always makes it a lot easier, one, to know what to post and two, to know what to be known for. Exactly. It just, and again, it doesn't have to be perfect at the beginning, but uh, the fact that you know already the pillars, the topics that you know you can touch and might resonate uh, with your target audience, that's already good because then, you know, it's just about, you know, putting uh, the content out there. So the third tip, uh, and this is something that it's really critical, uh, do not reshare company page posts. Do not reshare uh, external links on LinkedIn. This is really critical because if you actually reshare a uh, company page post or you are resharing uh, links blindly, uh, you're basically redirecting users outside of LinkedIn. And so the algorithm won't really favor uh, your post. So if you really want to share a link on LinkedIn, uh, maybe it's better just to create an original piece of content, tag the company, maybe tag your own company, tag another company, and then add the link in the comment section. Uh, this way you will actually uh, increase the engagement and you won't redirect anyone outside of uh, the platform. Yeah, I always tell people it's linked in, it's not linked out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a good way to, to put it down. It's just, you, at the end of the day, you know, LinkedIn monetizes uh, by keeping pe people uh, in the platform. And well, they also want to... Sorry. Keep no, 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 no. And I would just say that they also monetize through the paid plans, right? So, um, of course, they want to have uh, people connected on LinkedIn uh, to, uh, you know react and engage with other people comment and content right and that's going to be the same on every social media platform you know they're getting money as you scroll through for those ads so the longer you stay there the more you keep people on the platform the more they want to reward you you know like for TikTok, they're doing it literally by having the creator fund for other ones they'll reward you by you know showing your stuff more um keeping your stuff going so i love that don't re don't don't send external links you know if you're going to have them put them in the comments absolutely and the fourth tip uh, which is something really uh, underestimated on social media, but on LinkedIn as a whole, it's just like takes take 15 minutes per day to comment on other people's uh, posts. You don't have to, you know, like uh, take an hour each day to comment on other people's posts, but try to um, take 15 minutes every day just to comment on other people's posts. Let's say you take 15 minutes to comment on... Uh, five or six uh, 
post, right? Um, this way, like, of course, the LinkedIn algorithm uh, favors you, uh, but also, uh, I mean, you're just being social on social media. And that, and that, that will make the process way faster than just actually sharing content. And correct me if I'm wrong, the more that you can focus people, the more that you can focus this to people targeting the same audience you're trying to target, the better you're going to get because LinkedIn is going to link you to that comment, to that audience, to that area, to that, you know, whatever it is. Exactly. And that, uh, you know, uh, leads me to the next tip, which is actually comment on uh, industry related hashtag. So what you can do is that, you know, you just need to type on the LinkedIn search, uh, search bar, a specific hashtag uh, related to your industry or an hashtag that your ideal customer will follow. That's also interesting because let's say what I do uh, and what we do at Shield. Uh, so let's say, you know, we want to uh, engage with people who are really into personal branding. So what do I do? I type on the uh, LinkedIn search bar hashtag personal branding, and then I click on post. So I'm going to see, I'm going to, I'm going to view all those posts related to personal branding, right? So if I'm going to comment on those posts, I'm going to start uh, alterating, let's say uh, my feed. So I'm going to have more and more posts about personal branding. So I know that every time I'm going to comment, I'm going to be probably in front of uh, those people who might also be interested in uh, using Shield. And you're doing that just from um, just from the search bar. Yes. Okay, Breezy. So can I can I screen share so we can show this, or is that going to throw off your thing? Say again. I'm asking um, Fabrizio. We're good. All right, we're going to try this because I yeah sure I didn't realize it was that simple. Yeah, so and uh, you know. Oh, hold on. Sure, sure, sure. No, no, please. So here is my LinkedIn feed. Yeah. I think that we were pulled up there. And so you're just saying search bar up here, hashtag, you know, personal branding. Of course, I'm going to get personal injury first because that's lawyer stuff. Yeah. And so you're just going through and, and LinkedIn saying, you know, what comes up here is some of the big things. Exactly. And what I do is it's like, of course, I'm going to follow and comment all those uh, hashtags that have a lot of followers. So this is important because you don't want to comment on hashtags that don't have many followers. But you see, uh, Jordan, if you go all the way above, this hashtag has more than 10 million uh, followers. So I know that this is actually relevant. All right, so, fantastic. I'm gonna go follow that. So let's... Exactly, because this is really critical, right? You want to follow that hashtag that has a lot of followers and that your ideal customer will follow. Uh, that's also important, right? So let's say, you know, if you are maybe a, a FinTech company, right? You might want right. to follow the hashtag uh, FinTech, or you might right. want to uh, follow an hashtag that your ideal customer will follow. So of course, this might require a, a qualitative data from your customer, and you might, you might need some research, but this is critical because it just, it, you know, comment, like comments are content. And people underestimate how important is commenting on other people post to, you know, drive awareness and inbound. I love that comments are content. Um, and then obviously, as you all can see, the lawyer marketer that I am. So I have my, my branded hashtag and then 
content marketing law firm and lawyer become my most recent posts or most recent hashtags, I guess. Cool. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that. Of course, of course. And, and because it's something that not many people do, uh, but if you identify the right hashtag that your ideal customer will follow, and you start also using yourself, your hashtag, but then, then it's going to make things way easier and quicker, right? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I noticed that like maybe a year or so ago, LinkedIn was giving you a lot more like this hashtag is trending and then it went away. And now I've seen it a little bit more recently. Um, I would say I didn't see that for about nine months. So it does look like the hashtag stuff is coming back. Absolutely. And uh, I think it's just about researching the right one. And of yeah. course, you know, it, different industries have a different relevant hashtags, right? Um, let's say in my case, it's easy to select the right hashtag because I know that personal branding is a, is a mega trend. Right. And I know that, let's say, our product fits that specific uh, hashtag, right? I also have other hashtags that I follow and comment on. Um, but as a whole, uh, it's really important. And it's such an um, underutilized uh, feature, right? I think that, like, that's the thing that's interesting to me about LinkedIn is I think they have all these features, you know, articles, and I think articles don't go anywhere. The, you know, they have stories on here, but that's only accessible for mobile. And so, like, they're trying to put all these things in, but at its core, you know, the hashtag features and that providing content in posts or commenting on other people's posts ends up being the core functionality of LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. Especially com commenting is critical. I know I'm really placing a lot of emphasis on, on, uh, on this, um, but commenting is, is so critical. And the nice thing about commenting is that, like, when you comment, uh, you know, properly on other people post, you can then reuse these comments as your future posts. So you can repurpose them as future posts. So if you're commenting uh, right and you see that your comments are getting a lot of traction, well, you can just reuse them. So this is, this is just saves you a lot of time. Yeah. And that, I mean, I think that's the strong point is we're not saying, we're not saying to comment like, oh, that was a great post. We're saying to add actual thoughtful engagement to it additions, you know, that's what I always like when people are like, Hey, these are my top five tips for this, you know, anything to add. And so you can go through these comments and get another, you know, 50 or a hundred ideas on some of the best tips, but also get into some of those conversations with the other commenters. And then, you know, you may be sitting here with only 500 LinkedIn followers commenting on somebody who's got 50,000, and then your comments going to be seen more on their post than it would on you making it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you know, like the more you're active on the platform and the more your quality are your comments, the more likely people are going to see your profile, as you said, uh, Jordan. And then um, the next tip uh, that I think it's really valuable is just uh, really valuable. I mean, I, I'm, I learned how to, to do it myself uh, in the last few months. Um, but DMs, like, you know, the chat is critical. Uh, it's about building a relationship over the chat and you build relationship by standing out. And how do you stand out? Uh, you stand out by sending uh, video messages or you stand out by uh, sending a uh, voice notes, you know? So these are just ways that you can use to stand out. So instead of, you know, just sending normal text, you can also test that. So 
Um, a personal branding or an online presence starts from good quality content, content that you can improve weekly and by having, you know, um, solid relationships over uh, the chat. So correct me if I'm wrong though, like you're not messaging people in the chat immediately. You're going to have some conversations with them through comments, their posts, they're going to write on your posts, and then you're going to move to having that more one-on-one -on -one conversation. Correct. Correct. So I try to, um, let's say I don't try to sell anything. Um, after, you know, I have like eight, nine touch points with a person because I also, I need to understand if that person might be relevant, if that person might uh, benefit from, uh, you know, uh, shield for the company or for personal branding. Right. So I try to have a lot of touch points, um, you know, just to build a relationship, right. Because I don't want to pitch people for something which is not relevant for them. So I want to understand what does this person need? Sometimes I also give a lot of, uh, you know, uh, tips to people who ask me for some help on how to start posting on LinkedIn. And of course, I just build a relationship and then that's just easy, right? Um, so, and the, the nice thing about content, organic content is that like organic content uh, start a conversation at scale. So you don't really need to, uh, you know, um, connect with people without anything to say, but people already know what you talk about. People already know what you do and people sometimes just start a conversation with you from something that I read from your, uh, from your content. Yeah. And it's always interesting because I talk to people like, you know, it's the same thing. Like you're going speed dating, you know, you're looking to go on a date with somebody, go to a speed dating event. So in LinkedIn, like people are supposed to be there for networking, to build that personal brand, to engage with other people. So as long as you're not coming in on spamming a million people with the same sales pitch, people should want to have a conversation with you. That's the purpose of the platform. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really about, you know, talking to people. I mean, this is sounds really uh, obvious and banal, but it's just really about waiting, you know? Um, a lot of people are just in a rush sometimes to, to pitch you on LinkedIn. I think it's just about, you know, focus, like focus on, uh, uh, improving your content weekly and just start conversations. And even though these people might not be your clients or your prospect, it's still good to, to network for both, right? It, it doesn't have to be like, you know, on one, um, one person, uh, you know, both people should benefit out of this uh, relationship. So, and it's about, you know, building an audience through content and, uh, you know, thoughtful questions. Well, and the beauty of it is like, you know, the I don't remember how you and I connected on LinkedIn first because there's like, six or eight other people that I follow that always talk about shield. And then you'll jump in to talk to them. There'll be a great conversation or I, or they comment on one of your posts. So it's always crazy to see like the same people coming up through other people that shouldn't really know each other. The more you build those relationships on LinkedIn, the more you become somebody that's showing up to somebody else connected with, you know, four or five different people that they don't know, know each other anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really about being consistent at the end of the day. You know, it's just really about, you know, 
You don't have to post. I don't, I, I don't agree with people who are, you know, who say, okay, you need to post every day. This is not really scalable, let's say, in the long term. It's just about being consistent week over week. So it's better to post twice per week consistently for, you know, week over week rather than just posting, you know, once per day for like three months. And then, you know, you're just like too tired. You're just like burnt out and you just say, okay, stop. Uh, I got enough. Uh, this is taking me a lot of times. Also because it's complicated, you know, just to put, to push out quality content daily. Like I, I'm not able to do that myself. Well, I will say though, so I, I post on LinkedIn more than every other platform, probably almost as much as every other platform put together, because I think LinkedIn gives you the longest view of good posts. Like LinkedIn gives you a, will run a good post for a week, at least from my experience, other ones, like by the time, you know, for Facebook, you post something else, your other post is done. Like it's pushing the new one or it's not. So it's always interesting to me to see that you can get with that consistency, you can get so much more traction over that week even if you're only posting two or three times, or if you're posting two or three times per day, you might have five or six posts getting commented on at the same time, which I think is awesome. And I don't see that on, at least for me, I don't see that on any other platform. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What we saw um, in terms of uh, data is that like when you post, you know, a lot of times in a day, uh, you might risk to, to actually cannibalize the reach of your post. When you post, you know, a lot of times uh, in a day, uh, because also, LinkedIn wants to prevent, uh, you know, um, to, to show the same person's content all the time. So that's what we saw, um, you know, because, of course, a lot of people were just like posting, you know, uh, seven, eight times per day, right? <laughs> so we, we actually saw that. Um, so do you know what that top end number is? Like three or four times a day is okay or that's the most or how did, do you know? So in, my, in my opinion, just like, uh, and I mean, also we checked on data. If you post once per day, I think it's it's already like a good uh, like a good consistency, you know. Makes perfect sense. Like one once per day, like and uh, this this relates also to the last uh, uh, tip, which is actually okay. What's the structure of a good post? So the the structure um, should be like this. So imagine you have three sections, right? So the first section should be the hook of your post. So the first line should encourage people to read the second line, right? And this is really about what copywriting is all about. So you should just encourage people to read what's next. So the first topic should, the first line should be about, you know, what you want to talk about. The second line should be the body of the text. And the third line should be an engaging question, right? So try to remove what's unnecessary. Try to focus on the core of the message. So especially in copywriting, um, what's really important is that the message is clear, relevant, and it's uh, value adding. So of course, value adding is such a, uh, you know, um, really abused term lately. So I'm gonna also explain what I mean by value adding. Value adding, can have multiple connotations. So it, it, it can have, you know, it, it means uh, cheering up uh, other, other people's mood. 
Um, it also means, you know, to provide some learnings or best practices that, that other people might use. Uh, it can also be just to um, show your perspective. So I will, I will sum it up this way. Yeah, what I've heard a lot of people say that makes sense is that one post should that meet should be focusing on something that they can start or stop doing within like the next 24 hours. So this is not a, you know, you're going to triple your close rate in a day. This is not a, you're going to, you know, increase your leads tenfold with one post. It's going to be those things that you can do, you know, incrementally to get there. You break those up in each post. Exactly, exactly. So for instance, you know, these seven tips that we just like talk about, uh, you could easily, you know, create, I don't know, a three, four uh, posts for each of the tips we talked about, right? I mean, we imagine just say, uh, you know, uh, do not uh, share um, external links blindly. And then, you know, you could just provide a solution to that. It's like, oh, instead, uh, tag the person, tag the company, and add the comment uh, in the, uh, sorry, and add the link in the comment section. That, that could be a post, you know? And that's something that people could just, you know, do it straight away. They could just like implement it today yeah i love that and then the the only other thing that i want to make sure that i add is i know you're talking about commenting out i also think you need to comment like if people comment on your post i think you need to engage with that as the author there's nothing that turns me off more than like i've commented on somebody's post 10 or 15 times and they're never getting involved in that conversation like what's the point yeah absolutely and uh, it's it's really about taking uh, the time for it. Uh, and I know that sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming to reply to all the comments, um, but you need to take the time just because it's just, it's just about being nice. I don't think it's even like to get something in return, it's just about being nice. Because, you know, if a, per if a person has just uh, put the time to actually comment and share the perspective, I think he's just kind, respectful and uh, polite. Uh, to take the time and uh, and say at least you know thank you uh, and you know maybe try to take the conversation further. So what I do is that I know that sometimes for me it's just tough to reply to some comments because maybe I'm doing some other stuff. So what I do is just like I maybe I reply the day after to all the comments, just because. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think there's merit to that. I think from a LinkedIn standpoint, then it pushes your responses back to them 24 hours later. It keeps everything going. Um, but yeah, I mean, I always, you know, so one, what a great problem to have. You have too many people engaging with your com with your content to have the time to go back and respond, which I haven't hit that yet. Um, but I just, you know, I always feel like that dog coming for a treat, right? Like you went out of your way to comment on those, to build that engagement, to put something thoughtful. And like, you want to get rewarded with, you know, that dog bone of a like, a comment back, you know, some actual conversation from it. Um, and I think you guys do a fantastic job. I know you have, um, you guys were doing, um, remember you guys were posting a shield walkthrough that like I caught at the wrong time. And so somebody posted me like, Oh, that's every Wednesday or whatever the day was, you know, very quickly to jump on another one. So that was great to see. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Jordan. And uh, I mean, we know for instance that our audience is on LinkedIn, right? So we are just, we went all in on LinkedIn and uh, we try to be uh, as responsive as we can. And we try to just, just stay top of mind at the end of the day, you know? Um, 
of course, we're doing that uh, because we are a community-oriented company. But we know we, we do also that because we notice that how important it is for companies to have an online presence through their employees. So, um, and this is this is I mean this is challenging, right? Because we are building right now a culture at Shield where everyone, uh, you know, uh, is encouraged to post on LinkedIn. We were not pushing anyone, right? Because it's uh, social media. So, of course, uh, it has to be something um, spontaneous. It has to be something that comes out generally. But, you know, we just we are just building this culture that people, you know, sees the value for uh, themselves and for the company when they post online. So, you know, we notice that the, the more consistently we post across all of our employees, um, the, the higher the talent uh, acquisition, the, sorry, the talent attraction, the higher the talent retention, uh, the more brand awareness we get, we, ha we have as a company, and the more inbounds we get as a company. So it's a clear win-win for both, for both employers and employees. And I mean, we know that some of our employees might not be there like in a few years, right? Uh, but it's still important for employees to have a, an online presence. Also because, I mean, we don't really know when uh, this corona will be over and we don't know actually, you know, if things are gonna change that much, right? Even when corona will be over. So it's just good to have an online presence. Well, the thing that's always interesting to me is, you know, for the longest time, we always talked about how for every small firm and even for every medium-sized firm, everyone's in the marketing department. Like you are in the marketing department no matter what your job is because what you do a thousand times during the day could get you a client or not. You know, if you're cutting in front of everybody in, you know, in your car on the way to work and you've got the firm license plate or something, you know, that may turn people off. But from what you're talking about, it almost seems like everybody's in the customer service department and the more that you're engaging with those people commenting and the quicker you do that the more i think people get that idea that shield has great service to customers because you all are you know serving from a social media standpoint that great communication and conversation but you you said super good uh, I, I couldn't have said it better it's i mean people perceive that we're all doing customer service um at shield uh, this is partly true i would say you know of course we have people who are actually doing a lot of uh, operations uh, they're working on the back end to you know have uh, all the customers sorted in the best way possible but the truth is that even uh, our ceo andreas he replies to all the comments of course uh, but you know he always redirects people uh to the right uh, um plan or to the right uh, um you know, person. So he, 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 he still does that, which is kind of crazy, right? Because not all the CEO, uh, uh, all, no, no, not all the CEOs do that. And I think it's just about you know, uh, uh, reply quickly to people. Um, I mean, we're all busy, right? And we don't we don't want our time to be wasted. And of course, we appreciate it. We appreciate when people are responsive uh, and they are customer oriented. So I would say that's kind of. Uh, our motto at Shield, we're customer oriented and uh, community oriented. Makes perfect sense. And also, I mean, from the standpoint of building that strong culture, the more that that culture comes top down, the easier it is to get everybody to buy in because 
you know, if you're seeing the CEO do it as well, and if they're able to do it, you know, you kind of feel, I don't even want to say obligated because it's not the right term, but you feel more empowered to follow that rule or that guy. Yeah, no, 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 I think it's a super great point. Uh, it doesn't have to start uh, necessarily top down, but, you know, the top down approach works so good. Like I have to say that when I joined Shield, I was not posting like so consistently as I'm doing now. But of course, when you see like a person like Andreas, our CEO, uh, who's really brilliant, and he takes still the time, you know, to go through all the comments, reply to people, reply to all the DMs. Uh, it's it's crazy, right? It just gives and it just leads people. Uh, for example, and I think that's 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 what culture is all about. You just lead by example, and you have these values that guide people in directions, right? Uh, and I mean, I, I've been crazy surprised when I joined Shield because I was like, okay, uh, I see the benefits of posting online for myself and for the company. So I know that this is the right thing to do. Makes perfect sense. All right. So as we get towards the end, um, I know you shared, you know, our seven biggest tips for being visible online. Um, I think that, you know, those are geared towards LinkedIn, but I think all that stuff will fit on pretty much every social media platform. Yes. What, any other insight or anything you want to make sure that we cover as we get towards the end of this conversation? Uh, I mean, I, it's just about testing at the end of the day. Uh, testing what really works or not uh, with your content. So that's also why it's important, you know, to be consistent because if you actually uh, post consistently and you test, you test a topic, uh, you test a day, maybe you test uh, a format as well. You know, maybe you might say, okay, uh, is text working better than video? Let's test that out. And of course, I must say I'm lucky because uh, I joined Shield, right? So we have uh, the, the platform in-house. So I've been able to test uh, and validate, you know, assumptions with data. And what I've noticed is that like when you have data, to back up your assumptions and you post this, you pair these assumptions with data online, well, like you know that you're actually some more reliable than a person just with an assumption. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And it, we have never had, we've never had access to more data. I mean, you have the ability for, I don't know, what do you have, uh, eight, eight, 10,000 followers on LinkedIn. So you've got the ability to have you know, hundreds and thousands of responses over the course of, you know, every post, every 30 days, whatever it is to see what really makes the most sense for your audience. Absolutely. And um, it's it's really about, you know, knowing what works or not, because if I actually don't know uh, what specific post over a specific time period is working or is not working, it, it just it just makes my life easier. Of course, I could still post on LinkedIn, but just the fact that I have the data in front of me, it makes my life way easier. Just because I can focus more on this content strategy, on what's really resonating or not, rather than on uh, collecting data, you know, on Excel. All right, fantastic. So before we get into our biggest takeaway, I want to talk about our show on Thursday. So our next show will air Thursday at 1.30 in the afternoon Eastern time. That's going to feature Josh Barron, who coincidentally enough, I first connected with on LinkedIn and then come to find out we have a bunch of uh, acquaintances, friends, coaches in common as well. 
So Josh will be on Thursday talking about the hidden secrets to finding clients with great referrals, a topic that is near and dear to my heart, getting clients from great referrals. All right, but Filippo, I'm not gonna let you go without the biggest thing. <laughs> so I wanna, I'm gonna actually read what you wrote earlier and then fill that, you know, fill me in on there. So we always talk about if somebody's been listening to this for the last 40 minutes, they take nothing from this except this one thing. What's the biggest, most important takeaway? And you wrote, which I love, inexperience turns into mistakes, mistakes turn into learning, and incremental learning turns into success, as well as do extra and share your learnings with your team to make people around you better. Um, whether those are your most important takeaways or not, I think both those points are so important because I think we're constantly focused on not making mistakes when really it's only a mistake if you don't learn from it. And instead, you know, making, having things not go your way oftentimes helps you become that much better the next time around. Yeah. And uh, I mean, these two principles for me, are, are being really key, right? Because I mean, I, I make mistakes all the time, right? I mean, uh, as everyone uh, does, um, and that's also something that we try to uh, have as a kind of a, a company's culture, right? These are like, and uh, pass me the term, doesn't matter if you screw up, uh, we have your back, you know, because we know that actually um, you're putting, you know, effort, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, whatever. If, if you if you screw up or we're with you and uh, whatever. So it's all about, you know, uh, doing extra, if you are proactive, if you are energetic and dynamic uh, person, uh, who cares if you make mistakes? So that's something we really value. And um, that's the core of our culture, right? We're just like, yeah, I mean, whatever, like next, you know, that, that's something that happens to everyone. We all make mistakes, right? Because we're just, we're just uh, learning by doing what we do. Uh, and then, of course, it's just about making other people uh, and elevating other people. Uh, even today, right? I mean, I myself today didn't really uh, work that much on the task that I wanted to do. I spent, you know, two hours with the, like uh, uh, other people saying, okay, maybe we can work on this better. Uh, I was just sharing, you know, the sales playbook that I wrote for other people so they can read and they can get, you know, what I learned in uh, my, you know, short career um, and say, okay, look, you can actually read this for this specific situation. So I think it's just about that. Just share what you have learned with other people, with the other colleagues. And this is also, it's a great also when you want to post content on LinkedIn, share what you've learned with other people. Because like your online presence shouldn't be about you, but it's also more about, how other people can benefit from uh, what you know and what you have uh, uh, learned. Fantastic. All right. So we have shieldapp.ai for people that want to get more connected with Shield. Uh, we've got linkedin.com slash company slash shieldapp, and we've got linkedin.com slash in slash Filippo Piras so that people can connect with you as well. Anything else? Anything else to share? Anything else to let people know about? Anything else that we can do for you? No, I mean, I think we covered uh, a lot of stuff. Uh, I think it, for those who want to just like start uh, posting on LinkedIn, my suggestion just like start posting at the frequency you can sustain over time. Makes perfect sense. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. 
of course, my pleasure. Uh, thanks a lot to you know to to you to to Fabrizio. I mean, it was really nice. Uh, I really enjoyed. Uh, um, you really, you know, invited me on LinkedIn like a few months ago, and uh, uh, both of you have been uh, really kind uh, throughout the process. So thanks a lot. My pleasure. Wonderful. Well, now that the camera is about to get shut off, we'll start screaming at you. <laughs> well, we'll go for it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Exhibit A Attorneys. If you're interested in becoming the Exhibit A of a successful attorney, please check us out at LegalEaseMarketing.com. E-A-S-E.